We are happy to welcome you to Second Half Now. This is a radio show for all those in the second half of life. We haven't quite figured out what to uh, call all of us, but uh, we're using terms like second halfers, boomers, and seniors. The mission of our radio show is helping today's 50-plus American live a life that matters. And that theme is going to come out throughout every show, and you'll hear it with our guests and all of the things we really want to give you uh, tools and uh, inspiration to help you live a life that matters. And this is where we discuss the things that are important to us in the second half of life. And what I've discovered is the second half of life uh, looks a whole lot different than the first half did. So we want to welcome you to the discussion. I am your host, Dr. Dan Critchett, along with our co-host, Patrick Lyons. And uh, we're just going to take a minute to introduce ourselves. We're relaunching this show and... Um, so I've been a pastor for many years, and uh, other hats that I wear is uh, teacher and trainer and chaplain, and I, uh, a lot of the uh, involvement I've had I would put under the category of ministry development specialist, and uh, those roles and activities have uh, taken me around the world when I've had the privilege of uh, teaching and training in a variety of conferences um, in different countries, and that's been a real, uh, a real thrill for me. So here we are at Second Half Now, and so uh, let's... let's hear from Patrick. Hi, Dan. Um, yeah, so I, for me, my day job, I'm a, a business coach. I have been a, a coach and consultant for, gosh, 25 years. And my passion in that space has always been unleashing the greatness that's in an organization. What is it about this team or this this company that that makes it special, that makes it unique? And I realized through the years that that passion really is not so much about the organization, but about the individual. And so it's been a, a growing awareness that I've had the last few years that God really has placed on my heart um, this this fire to help others discover their own their own uniqueness, their own passion, and then and then put it to use in the world around them. It's good to be here. That's a great background for our theme of living, helping people live a life that matters. So. I actually started the show back in uh, 2014. I've done uh, 75 episodes, but now we're coming back. Uh, well, I say uh, bigger, better, and bolder, a new format and on a new station. So um, just happy to welcome uh, uh, our co-host, Patrick, and he just introduced himself. And um, so, Patrick, uh, here you are, ready to start with us. Uh, you ready to roll? I'm ready to go. I'm All excited. Right. Okay. So the uh, title of today's show, and this is what I usually do uh, when I look at the content and our guests, who I'm going to introduce in just a minute, uh, this the title of today's show is Going the Distance. And so in studio with us today is Bud Lindstrand. He is the former CEO of Moda Health, and he has other uh, things on his uh, resume that are is kind of lengthy. So we'll just leave it at that now. Bud, we'll introduce you in just a moment. So Bud and I met at a Good Friday breakfast a couple years ago, and uh, we were guests of Multnomah University. And um, so I went up to uh, Lee Sellers, the head of the business department at uh, Multnomah, and he says, oh, good. So let's have you sit over here next to this interesting guy. <laughs> and so I sat next to Bud. And uh, we struck up a conversation. It was very intriguing. And uh, I've adopted him as my role model and as my mentor. So uh, he was 82 years old then, and I was amazed at uh, how he lives his life and what his life is all about. Now he's 84, and he's very engaged. He's at the gym most mornings, and uh, spends his time learning and reading and teaching. Those are the passions of his life. And um, with his wife, he leads the national prayer team for the Luis Palau ministry, 
So again, the title of today's show is Going the Distance, and that's what he's been doing all these years. So we've got lots to learn from Bud, so let's get started. So Bud, thank you for coming in today, and welcome to Second Half Now. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. Excited about what you're doing. Excellent. Thank you. So Bud, when when I, I first met you a year ago, and I remember being amazed, you announced to the team that you were... You were actually going back to school, I, I thought, for another, a, a yet another degree. You're 84 years old. You're still going strong, um, still doing things uh, to, to stay active. What are some of the things, tell us, tell our audience, what are some of the things that you're doing now that add meaning and purpose? Well, I think to begin with, it's a matter of being sure that, uh, that I do good things with my wife and with my family. Uh, my wife and I have a date night. Uh, every other Tuesday, we try to keep that uh, religiously because I think the most important thing in life is your wife and your family and your kids and kids and grandkids, in my case, great-grandkids. But I also find uh, right now one of the most meaningful things I do is training graduate students. I'm a ad hoc, uh, excuse me, adjunct professor at uh, a couple of different uh, universities uh, teaching business principles, and uh, that gives me the privilege as we find... Uh, in the scripture where it says the things you've uh, heard about me among many witnesses commit to other people that they can train others also. So it's a matter of being able to reproduce my life. But I also spend a fair amount of time uh, mentoring a number of people, advising several uh, leaders. Um, as you indicated, uh, Patrick, I'm at the gym every day and uh, I serve on a couple of boards. And, and then as uh, Dan mentioned, I spent some time at the Plow Association. So I managed to keep busy. Mm. So if you boil down like some basic principles, some key concepts that uh, help you live a life that matters? Well, <laughs> I think the first thing is to stay alert, to just be aware of what in the world is going on around you. But I find that by beginning my day with exercise regularly, uh, it makes me feel good about myself. It gets me mentally and physically alert. I read a lot of good books. I usually have two or three going at one time. I have a close personal friend that uh, I argue about books with, and we both uh, learn from that experience. And then uh, finally, to have a job. Uh, I just think it's so easy for us to think at age 65 we're not supposed to have a job anymore. But I see that more as a time when we actually change occupations perhaps, but that we also have some responsibility, someplace we need to go after breakfast every day. Mm. I like the way you put that, somewhere to go after breakfast every day. So when when we met the other day, just to prepare for today, um, you were talking about a number of different um, a number of different characters in the Bible with different leadership qualities and characteristics. And the one that stuck out to me really impacted me was Gideon. Um, tell us what can we learn from Gideon in terms of knowing and following our calling. Well, Gideon, when you go to the, uh, to the Bible in the book of Judges, uh, I think it's along about chapter 6 through 8, you see this man who's a farmer, he's working in the field, and he's called to go and become the leader of an army to win a battle. And then you, uh, and he, he immediately says, I don't have the talent for that, and uh, yet he was uh, almost forced to do that. Uh, he put out what he called a fleece. He did that a couple of times to be sure he was really hearing this message because somehow it just didn't seem to fit him. And then he gathered a whole bunch of people and uh, literally called those out till he got down to a very, very small group. And again, that seemed to be something God was really leading him to do. 
And then, of course, he won the battle. And what I learned from that is that sometimes we don't know what kind of talents might be innate within us. I think we're all born with certain talents. I know I certainly was that uh, allowed me to be a really good leader, and those were because they were God-given talents. And so I think uh, sometimes we need to just find those talents. Sometimes that's later in life. Maybe it's uh, what we do to make that life matter later. Can you uh, build on that a little bit? How would a person that's listening to us today, how would they um, begin that search or begin that sort of self-discovery if they're not really sure what talents they have or what giftings they have? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh, And it kind of goes back to my initial comment about be alert. Uh, I think sometimes we sort of wander into things. Mm. And yet, uh, when I look back, uh, I found my life to be a life of wandering. I wandered into a job here, and that took me to a job there, and that took me eventually to uh, uh, getting an advanced degree and into teaching. Uh, But when I look back, I wasn't wandering at all. But I was alert, and I I was always looking forward to what can I do next to make matters uh, good for my life. Would you say or have you found that uh, that a person can can sort of discover what it is that they're good at or what they like to do or what they seem to be better at than people around them? Is that a, a way to discover? Yeah, I think uh, uh, the things that we're interested in certainly are a good place to start. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm interested in these young students. And uh, so it's a natural thing then for me to say, okay, I've now discovered that I really have some teaching talent that I didn't necessarily know that was there, even though I was always teaching Bible classes and things like that is a little bit different. So I think it's just, again, being alert to what are the opportunities? Look for something to do. Don't just uh, sit and wait for it to come to you. Yeah, and I think, just in my experience, I think people feel like in order to do something that matters, they have to do something extraordinary. They have to do something outside of their comfort zone. And where, where I, what resonated about the, the, the Gideon example is God equipped him to be a leader, even though he he didn't see it, he didn't feel it, and and um, I, I think for me uh, to be to live a life that matters just means using the gifts that God has given you. He's not gonna. I don't believe he's gonna call us to do something that requires us to to do something that we're not equipped for, that we're not gifted for. It's just a matter of using what we have. Yeah, Patrick, that's interesting because on the other hand, Gideon was clear outside of his comfort zone. He didn't have any military training. He didn't have any leadership experience. And yet somehow here was this opportunity uh, not only stuck in front of him, but almost forced upon him. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes God will do that in our lives. He literally puts something out there that you can't step around it. It's just there, and you have to do it. Bud says that living a life is like running a race. We're going to hear about that right after this break. Don't go away. Do you have aging loved ones who need some help at home? How do you know when it's time to get some assistance? And what are the signs they may not be able to live at home safely? Golden Placement Services specializes in these questions and transitions. They provide professional placement services when it comes time to find a safe, comfortable place for your loved one to live. These are people you can trust, and their services are provided at no charge to your family. Call Diane Delaney at 503-926-2111. That's 503-926-2111. Golden Placement Services. Caring professionals you can trust. Sometimes. 
Sometimes we just need a little help around the house. Small repairs, painting, lawn and yard maintenance, cleanup jobs. These are some of the things handled by Sheldon's Maintenance. Or if your roof needs repair or replacing, or if you have a kitchen or bathroom that needs remodeling or updating, Sheldon's Maintenance is your go-to source for help. For all your handyman needs, call Sheldon's Maintenance for a free estimate. 503-804-7717. That's 503-804-7717. Sheldon's Maintenance for all your handyman needs. If you are even thinking about buying or selling a house, you really need to talk to the best in the business. You probably have lots of important questions. After all, it's not just a house, it's your home. Dave Long at 24-7 Properties is the realtor who can answer your questions and provide lots of options. There's no cost or obligation to get his accurate, reliable information that will help you make the decisions that are best for you. Call Dave Long at 503-607-4216. That's 503-607-4216. 24-7 Properties. It's not just your house. It's your home. Hello, Milo. Believes that prevention and proactive thinking are the future of aging with grace and independence at home. We offer regular delivery of healthy, nutritious meals designed by a certified, licensed dietitian. Our meals are chef-prepared and delivered to the home. We also offer helpful home visits by our trained companions who can help with light housekeeping, small helpful tasks, or personal activities such as going for a walk, working a puzzle, or just having a friendly chat. Find out how we can help you or your loved one. Call Milo at 877-243-5928. That's 877-243-5928. Hello, Milo. Promoting grace and independence at home. We also want to give a big thank you to our other sponsors Bob Lum Insurance, integrity and service for all your insurance needs. You can reach Bob at 503-635-3714. And Jackie B. Peterson with Better, Smarter, Richer. Do what you love and create an income doing it. You can find her at bettersmarterricher.com. Find out more at carmenfarmer.com. And thank you to Marriage Architects. Design and build your dream marriage. Learn more at marriagearchitects.com. And we have Nancy Cummings with Finance of America. Is a reverse mortgage right for you? Call Nancy to learn more, 503-890-8716. And Jay Tompkins, Products and Strategies for Anti-Aging and Wellness. Reach her at yourbesthealth.com. And finally, we appreciate the partnership of serving our neighbors, raising up leaders, and building bridges to better our communities. Check them out at servingourneighbors.org. These and uh, others help make this program possible and help us uh, bring uh, programming to you in your podcast or your uh, on the radio or however you are listening. We really do appreciate them. So, Bud, living a life is like running a race. Tell us about that. Well, I've been fascinated and, uh, frankly, impassioned about uh, the Apostle Paul, who in the New Testament talks about life as being similar to running a race, as does the writer of Hebrews, incidentally. But the way Paul describes that takes me back to my own personal love of middle-distance running. And I was captivated by this several years ago when the thought occurred to me that as I watch those races, it's four laps around the track. The first three laps, everybody sort of runs together. They all sort of just are all just running as one. But then they get to the fourth lap, and it's called the bell lap because they ring a bell to remind the runners that uh, this is the last lap. 
I, I never notice anybody just coasting to the finish line. That's where the race begins. Up to that point, they've been positioning themselves. They have their own tactics. Some of them like to run out front. Some are sprinters at the end. But then is when they run to win. And so I find myself now clearly in the bell lap of life. And somehow that uh, analogy says to me, I'm supposed to run harder than I did uh, in the first three laps. Now, I'm not sure I can do that because I ran pretty hard in the first three laps. And yet the concept there is you run to win. You don't just run to finish well. As I've told you, Dan, on a number of occasions, I, I have a sort of a, uh, I really don't like that term, finish well. I like to finish to win, which is a whole a different concept. And, of course, that means a lot of preparation, a lot of hard work to do that. I think there's a, an inclination among some who have crossed that 50-year mark, and particularly as we get into our 60s and 70s, we have a tendency to sort of ease up uh, contrary to what you're saying about this bell lap and this sprinting and, and running to win. And uh, I think I want to say that our most uh, meaningful contributions, the, the difference that we can make more in any other time of our life, very well could be in this bell lap or in the, in the second half at least. So if a listener is uh, in the 50s or 60s or 70s or like you, but even in the 80s, it's not time to sit down and take a rest or to think that you've kind of run out of purpose and meaning. Now's the time to find it and to, to really go. And that is the most rewarding uh, conclusion that you can have and live these, uh, these days to the very best, knowing that you're living a life that matters and make a contribution to something that really counts. Yeah, that's exactly right. I, uh, I left uh, Moda Health uh, when I was 64 years of age. Uh, and when I do look back, which is seldom, I see uh, a career where I was really highly successful. And yet, I don't uh, think much about that. Right now, I'm, uh, I'm, I have another career, and I'm uh, seeking to do that as, as well or better than I did my, uh, my first career. So you're exactly right. You can't just sit back and say, uh, gee, that was a good life. But I want to I uh, go back to something you said. You said running to win, right? Um, your father gave you some advice um, he said, you don't have to do what I do, but what did he tell you? Well, my dad, and I passed this along to my uh, sons along the way as well. Uh, my dad always taught me that to do whatever you feel you, need, you should do, but whatever you do, do it better than anybody else. Uh, and by that he meant be, uh, be at work before everybody gets there and leave after everybody leaves and uh, just uh, go like uh, crazy the whole time you're there. Yeah. And that has served me well, serves me well uh, today or yesterday as I was grading papers. That's good stuff. Okay, so the purpose of our program is to inspire our listeners to live a life that matters. So what suggestions do you have for those who want to take the next step toward doing that? Yeah, and it's, you know, it, I find it uh, probably very difficult for people who have slowed way down to try to catch up in the last uh, lap. And, uh, and seek to win that race, it'd be easy to say, well, I can't win anyway. And yet I've watched runners who fall down and they get up and they still think they can win. And uh, maybe occasionally you do. But I think it begins with a, with a personal commitment to be useful and to be something, uh, do something meaningful. But hopefully you've done something meaningful before, so that's not uh, unusual uh, language to you. Can I just say, you said something really important there, make a commitment to be useful, not just have an idea or a notion or an inclination, but make a commitment and to say, I'm going to be useful. I want to be useful. I want to figure out how 
kind of gather myself together and ask God's blessing. But I think that was a really critical key point, to make a commitment to being useful. Thank you for that. Yeah, Dan, I'm right now I'm teaching a class in uh, strategic management, and I'm in the midst even today of grading papers. And I, am, I make a maximum effort to try to pass along to young students things that I've learned, both good and bad, mistakes made, to try to be useful in their lives, to help make them more productive and better at what they do. But I also think that the runners have a distinct regimen. They do not just simply show up for a race. They are preparing all of the time. Musicians, great musicians, are practicing every day no matter how good or how long they've been playing. So I think it's important to have a training regiment to uh, decide that if we're going to run a race, there are mental things, there are physical things, there are emotional, spiritual elements of doing that. And so that's one of the reasons I get up every morning and go and exercise. It's why I do a lot of reading. Uh, It's why I uh, spend my quiet time every morning before I do anything, even going to the gym so that all those parts of regimen, and yet I would caution people who are saying, okay, I need to get back in the race, if you will, to be careful how you start that. I watch people at my gym on January who have, uh, you know, they're there about two days and they hurt so bad they never come back. Mm -hmm. So whether it's reading, whether it's exercise, start slow and then build the momentum to where it becomes like me. I don't even think about it in the morning. I just get up, have my quiet time, go to the gym. The reason I like watching you and live your life is because as a model, uh, you know, you, you have found ways to, uh, to live a life that matters. What is it? Can you tell us, Bud, uh, what it means to you personally? We just have a minute left, but what, what does it mean to you personally to live a life that matters and to help others do that same thing? It means everything to me. Hmm. Uh, I don't think about it. I just uh, do it because that's the way it is. Uh, I can do nothing but that. I just keep thinking about that Timothy 2.2 to commit myself to help others. And then just the Great Commission, which says that I'm supposed to make disciples. I'm supposed to teach people. I'm supposed to pass along what I have learned. So it means everything to me. Yeah, I like that. Thank you very much. So is there any last little phrase or something you can say to our listeners, Uh, somebody that's tuning in right now or listening on a podcast and that they want to hear from you? What do you say? Well, I suppose I could uh, steal the line from Nike. Just do it. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Very good. Our time is about up for this uh, on-air segment here, but uh, you can hear all of our shows on our website at secondhalfnow.com, and you can listen as often as you want, and you can scroll around and uh, find any of our shows on iTunes and other places. Go to our website, and we'll figure it out there. Um, also, you can visit our sponsors. We really encourage that at Second Half Now uh, Network page. Go to our website, and that's one of the tabs up on top. So we've been talking to Bud Lindstrand, former CEO of Moda Health, and uh, we've introduced Bud to a listening audience, and hopefully there's been a lot here for you to learn from and steps to take uh, in living a life that matters, and uh, Bud is going the distance, uh, doing exactly that thing. Thank you so much, Bud, for coming in today. Appreciate your Thanks, input. Thanks, Bud. Exciting to be here. Thanks, Dan. Great. Thank you. So, uh, listener, if you have uh, questions about today's topic or have suggestions for other topics or guests, we want you to let us know. Just go to a secondhalfnow.com, and there's a contact uh, form there. You can fill that out and uh, send it to us, and we'll respond to that. So, again, today's theme is uh, going the distance. We want to thank you for listening today, and um, we are focused on helping today's 50-plus American 
live a life that matters. That's us uh, second halfers, boomers, and seniors. So second half now, helping today's American live a life that matters. I'm your host, Dr. Dan Critchett, with co-host Patrick Lyons. Thank you, Patrick, for uh, joining us today and for every show uh, in the future. This is our our maiden voyage here. And uh, anything you want to say to wrap up? No, I just appreciate you coming in, bud, sharing your your inspiration. I find you uh, inspiring, so thank you for that. Thanks for coming in. Thank you. All right, we're saying goodbye for now. Until next time, may God help you live a life that matters. Let's meet again. Uh, Hear all of our shows on our website, secondhalfnow.com, and catch us live next Sunday, 6 p.m., right here on the radio, KPDQ, True Talk 800.